listening to Ion Health on Dubai I 103.8. Delving into your overall well-being. With Arab Health, united by business, forging ahead. I have to say, Dr. Nasser is an amazing name. You, you are destined to work in science with a name like Dr. Nasser. Um, Dr. Nasser is joining us, head of, criti- head of critical care medicine at NMC Specialty Hospital here in Dubai. He's also chairperson of infection prevention and the control department of hospital and the editor of a recently published book called Update Book on COVID-19 and Critical Care. And it is an update that I feel like so many people are in need of right now, Doctor. We have almost gotten to quite a comfortable rhythm of living with COVID-19 and then you chuck a new variant at us and everything goes upside down again. I mean, thankfully here in the UAE, while we have seen a rise in cases, perhaps as a result of Omicron, certainly in other parts of the world, we're seeing huge spikes again, discussions around lockdown implications and actual uh, lockdowns as well. Um, So I just want to say, first of all, a huge thank you for all the work that you and your team have been doing behind the scenes, the amount of research that um, probably, you know, we're not even aware of what has been done. Um, And I just wondered if you could take yourself back to March last year, what would you say to yourself about what lay ahead regarding coronavirus? Thank you, Helen, for inviting me to this wonderful talk. And, uh, you know, as you rightly started with a very nice note way back in March 2020 to somewhere now we are in December 2021 and waiting for 22. We did not hope that things will progress like this way. But thankfully to the signs and, you know, the common actions at some crucial time, we are into a place where we can say that these treatments are definitely work for COVID-19 and doesn't work for COVID-19 in some other matters. While there are at the same time, I think this is the only first pandemic where we know that the course may be changed of the pandemic just by continuing the vaccination, the way it has progressed. So I think this is the only pandemic where we are actually testing uh, vaccination during the ongoing course of the pandemic. And it has changed to a bit, but yes, these variants which keep on coming and as expected part of the mutation which happened with uh, any coronavirus will do happen for SARS-CoV-2. And probably that what decides the future course, how we will be progressing in this pandemic. I think for you, for you experts on the inside, as you say, this is an expected part of, of a virus. For those of us who aren't doctors and who aren't experts in infection or infection prevent, prevention, it just feels like, oh, we thought we, things were under control and here we are dealing with with another unknown. And I know, as I said, a lot's been going on behind the scenes to help prepare for, you know, mutations and, and different strains coming into the population. Can you explain a little bit about Omicron? Because this is the one that we're certainly looking at here in the UAE. But I mean, when we look at internationally, the, the, the numbers are, are quite staggering. What makes it different to that original strain that we were dealing with and creating vaccines for? Thank you, Erin. I think it's a very important question and the question of the art. What is Omicron variant? It's a variant of concern at present. Why? Because it has more than 50 mutations and among them 50 mutations, more than 30 mutations in the spike protein itself, which is the way, uh, you know, this virus has infected the host cell, means a human host, and causes its all pathogenicity. It's also important because this virus is particularly, this variant particularly has been found the most infectious till date of all SARS-CoV-2. We know it's almost as infectious as like a measles virus. 
uh, a word number which we have heard since the start of the pandemic r not that decides the infectivity of a virus so the r not was for delta virus was somewhere around 2 to 3 but for omicron it is up to 7 and some experts believe that it can be up to 10 so it spreads very fast the incubation period is slower so it transmits very rapidly to the other host or to the other human being fortunately we at present the reports are not much of a you know severe disease but we don't know how much it will progress especially into the vulnerable population mm-hmm. the people who are at risk so so far the data what is emerging is the hospitalization rate is less but probably the numbers are also less as the numbers will increase especially we are now getting news from us and uk where the numbers of uh, you know omicron variant is getting predominant and the hospitalization rates have started increasing so you know that the data on the severity and hospitalization and finally mortality will start emerging in next few weeks but at present definitely we know it's much more infectious as compared to any other sars cov2 which we know and there are some sort of you know doubt about the vaccination which you also asked as a part of the sec- uh, second part of the question so vaccination uh, we now know that vaccinations which we are currently using are effective but definitely a need of a booster is required as what we know for pfizer and moderna recently recommended booster doses for their own vaccine especially if you have uh, passed 6 months after the second dose and or you are falling into a high risk category mm-hmm. i think that's such an important point to make doctor because especially with this variant a lot of people you know you know in the facebook groups in the whatsapps in uh, less reliable news sources shall we say the headlines seem to be very contagious but less severe symptoms but this is really just a snapshot in time this is not going to be the case for the whole progression of this variant as you say historically both with covid and and certainly in other pandemics when there is a new strain when there is a new variant that might that might be the case at the beginning of its journey but the severity can change the hospitalization rates can increase the mortality rates tragically can can rise as well so i i'm really just paraphrasing for you is the message not to be complacent yes i think that's a very important message uh, we need to understand I was just reading, uh, you know, a Twitter message, a social media message only in the morning from my other fellow colleague in intensive care. There was a very nice message which I put forward for everyone here. Uh, the vaccine, the virus itself, is already vaccinated and boosted. It's the people who are lagging behind, like us. We should take a booster. We should not delay. If you are in need of that booster, to go ahead and take a vaccine, and that's I think the one of the most foremost strategy which will prevent a further spread of the vaccine infection. and will save you and save your community. Um are the symptoms any different in Omicron in terms of the um uh, the feelings people are experiencing should they should they get it? Okay so so far whatever you know information is coming and especially the data which has been shared from South Africa and now from UK and US the majority of these infections are still initially asymptomatic. So it's uh not much different as compared to what we were seeing with delta but there are some sort of the the sort of loss of smell is not as prominent as what we were seeing with delta virus but omicron produces more of a viral fatigue symptoms and myalgia symptoms which were not much prominent with the delta virus but these are again as the numbers are emerging will not be uh, uh maybe the information will keep on changing in the next few days important thing is there is a potential patient who may be infected 
in an asymptomatic phase can transmit. And that's what the role of social distancing and, you know, mask is really important. And I think it's a very foremost important message along with vaccination, which can protect us. And I think, as you say, you know, 18 months now and, I, I know certain certain parts of society, certain events, certain occasions that social distancing, that mask wearing seems to have been forgotten. And these were put in place. And we should be very clear, actually, uh, UA government has not changed the rules or the fines regarding this. So not wearing a mask in public, you're still you still be, could be getting a 3000 dirham fine. These these rules and guidelines are in place for a reason. And that is because these measures work and the layering of these measures work. You know, the mask, the social distancing, the vaccine. Um, and I know an awful lot of people are, of course, a little bit over this. And I, I absolutely understand and sympathize. But this is not the time to, to rest on our, on our laurels by, by any means. And for anyone who has got that DHA booster notification, you know, take action because we are seeing people with the vaccine who might be double jabbed still getting um, Omicron, but hopefully and from anecdotally, in a much less severe way to those who have been unvaccinated. Is that, is that what you're seeing as well, Doctor, in terms of the difference of yes. experience? Yeah, Helen, I think uh, that's another important message. And, you know, there is always uh, some sort of doubt about or vaccine hesitancy, which was there. We we saw in some subgroup of population, whether it really, uh, you know, protects you and whether you are going to be vexed again, you know, how many times we need to vex. So these sort of doubts and, uh, you know, as a part of, again, a complacency in terms of social distancing and other, you know, preventive measures do come up that what we know as a pandemic fatigue and, and you know, as a human behavior, we get fatigued by something which has been told to us as a repeated. But this is uh, important measure which has protected us from, from getting infected previously is definitely going to work now and maybe for future variants. Uh, social distancing and thankful to the government of UAE, they, they continue to follow these precautions strictly, especially at the public places. They never remove the rule of you know mask, but we we saw in some parts in Europe and maybe in US. It's it's difficult to keep on telling to your population to somewhere sometime wear the mask, other time do not wear the mask. So it's important to continue that habit, which we have already developed. Many of us are, are no longer uncomfortable with the mask, which we used to be. And when we talk about healthcare workers, we were doing this for so many years, probably now for the first time, public understand what we do in, in the healthcare setup. But it's it's really important. Also, when we have seen the number of infections, you know, number of hospitalization which we are getting, first of all, they are mostly either non-vaccinated or even vaccinated, they get a mild infection. So if you are unvaccinated, there are high chances you may get infection. There are higher chances you may get be hospitalized and get a severe disease. And the risk of death is definitely higher as compared to an unvaccinated population. So even if you have not taken a booster, the chances of hospitalization is far less as compared to the one who is not vaccinated. Um, Dr. Nasser, can I ask as well, when it comes to Omicron in particular, are there any extra measures that you would recommend the public taking in order to avoid it when it comes to the the way it's being transmitted? Okay, so the preventive measures are almost the same. There is no difference what we were doing before. Social distancing and masks are standard and they should be continuous. As what we know, especially in the indoor settings, we know now the holiday season is setting up and, you know, the people will be, because of winters, will be indoors, not in Middle East. People tend to be outdoors in this area, but especially in the Europe and in in US where the winters are setting up. So people will be indoors. And there what we found was transmission is much higher as compared to in an outdoor setting. So it's quite important, especially if you are, if you are 
going for a public gathering or a social or a family function to stay mask masked that's an important thing a booster is something which has been now consistently reported by two major vaccine manufacturers Pfizer and Moderna to take a booster and they found the booster brings the efficacy nearly to above 70% which definitely dropped after 6 months of a two dose of vaccine so you know the only way after social distancing and you know other measures is the vaccination booster which which definitely going to help in omicron and doctor can i ask we know um covid-19 is not going away we are going to continue to see uh the way it evolves um do you think there's going to be a time where it will be eradicated completely okay i think it's a it's a very important question but i at the same time a difficult question to answer unlikely what we know now that is going to be eradicated most of the vaccination and the treatment is basically to contain the virus so at present we the whole focus of the world community is to contain it as much as possible and over a period of time as like any other flu viruses it gets into a sort of an endemic nature where it becomes cyclical so what we know now like in a winter months or a fall of the year the flu season sets up so that sort of thing which will happen likely for coronavirus in the future so you know uh, uh in the future what we are expected to see is much more uh, you know vaccination yearly or a second yearly based vaccines a booster dose but we recently discovered with the omicron variant so those sort of preventive measures will definitely going to help us besides you know uh, much more awareness about the or rather you know much more scientific emergence of the medicines which can treat the virus in the early phase of illness and prevent the hospitalization and more importantly mortality for the virus And lastly before I let you get back to your no doubt very busy clinic um what are your predictions for the year ahead when it comes to covid-19 here in the UAE Okay I think uh, you the government of UAE were very uh, uh, vigilant and much more alert the, from the start of the pandemic they learned their lessons very rapidly they are getting you know the state of art treatment whether it's in uh, testing or properly for the management of the virus itself so we already have those medicines which are going which are recently been launched and as per as you know we uh, just a day back we get uh, another monoclonal antibody from astrazeneca again a potent uh, medicine which will especially protect the people who are you know vulnerable like immunocompromised either because of their disease or because of some medicines so this is something which can prevent them is even if they are you know vaccinated or non vaccinated because they tend tend to develop a lower immune response or they mount a lower immune response to the covid-19 uh, virus so that's why these particular antibodies may help them so it's just uh, you know uh, keeping in tab what is happening around the world and thankfully to you a government they are putting up the focus the money and attention at the right places and keeping us updated in terms of either knowledge education and most importantly all these availability of the resources whether it's in terms of testing and most importantly in terms of treatment well said indeed i think an awful lot of us feeling very grateful to be in this part of the world um at this time dr prasant thank you so much for joining us really appreciate your time and your expertise up next on i on health we are speaking to dr jivani brambila who is the head of internal and acute medicine at mediclinic city hospital he was there at the peak of the covid situation in the uk before moving to the uae curious to get his thoughts on the differences in how treatment has been rolled out more with i on health coming up on dubai i 103.8